0: So, Broads, if there's one thing Southern California natives know about, it's traffic. Just kidding, sort of. I mean, they do know about traffic, but there's something that they know even more about, and that is sunglasses, okay? Everybody loves a pair of sunglasses, and I've been freaking out over this new sunglasses company, Blenders, from San Diego, our very own San Diego, and I know you all are going to love them, too. I don't know why, but I like that name so much, Blenders. Blenders. Mm-hmm, me, too.
1: Blenders sunglasses are the best, Broads, not just their name. They hit the trifecta of everything you need in a pair of sunglasses. Amazing quality
0: super stylish, and
1: they won't cost you hundreds of dollars. I mean, really, what more could you ask for?
0: I am living in my Blenders sunglasses, and because they're so affordable, I pretty much have one for every day of the week and still spend less than I would have on one pair of designer sunglasses. To
1: score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit blenderseyewear.com and enter code chattyvip. That's blenderseyewear.com, code chattyvip for 15% off. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide.
0: Episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. we oh, <laughs> the audio immediately the cuts. The audio immediately cuts. Is this the? Is this first of all? Is this a some sort of? Jessica,
1: I need to hear updates about the ghost. We will talk about it. We will talk about it in Thursday's episode. We don't have time today. We have too much to talk about today. We have too much to talk about. We have
0: a lot to talk about today. We have a lot, but I will update you all shortly in an upcoming episode about the ghost. Thursday's episode is going to be fire,
1: by the way. I can already tell you. We haven't recorded it yet, but I know it's going to be good. I
0: believe that's what our Thursday episode is going to be. Fire? Fire, but also (laughs) it might be a different one depending on how long the recording of this episode goes. We'll see.
1: We always want to keep it... The conversation. Well, it's boring. gonna be good. I didn't say what it was, but it'll be good. <laughs> we just might not be talking about it.
0: <laughs> That's very true. Um, okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's. What are we talking about
0: today? Yeah. Okay, Broads, We are. We are getting into the reality Steve stuff. Um... Okay. I want to make this clear. This like isn't fun
1: to talk about. Like I am really looking forward to this being over.
0: I was hoping. To be honest with you that our last episode Would which we were already nervous and not looking forward to posting was going to be but felt like we needed to talk about it uh was going to be kind of the final episode maybe minus like a few minutes at the top of an upcoming episode i thought that this was going to be it yeah And by the way if you haven't listened to our episode
1: last week about reality steve this none of this will make sense um but we'll tag it in the episode notes last week's episode Okay, I want to make that really clear that, like, this is not fun.
0: No. Uh, Which,
1: okay, there's, like, so much to get into, I was going to say, which Reality Steve said in his text to me, you know, that we got pleasure out of reading those screenshots. Uh, We didn't.
0: No, they were (laughs) extremely disturbing and (laughs) made us feel, like, ill for numerous days. So I think Um, pleasure would be the last thing. Also... Uh, I just want
1: to make it clear that like this is not anything petty
0: towards Steve.
1: I do not. I did not really know him that well. We had gone on a couple podcasts. There was no beef. Just again, a little backstory. We just were like, hey, questioning how much he really knows about this whole Matt situation. He came at us during the live. We weren't even going to address the live like it was just. We we're not interested in having beef with him.
0: No, we legit had a This is not beef. Had, you could I I have the receipts to prove it. <laughs> we legit had a like 2-minute texting conversation like did you see how Steve came at us for uh, during the live and you were like should we address it and I was like I don't know, maybe yeah. for a minute or two and you're like yeah, it's not this worth just, even talking we about. We don't want to seem petty. No. And then
1: and then we found out all this other shit that he had written in the past that okay. had been sent to us by a few broads okay so uh, basically again okay he i just want to give like a little timeline we released that he we had a text exchange um right after we released the
0: podcast the uh, next day
1: the text exchange was not my favorite um just like really aggressive intense intimidating text like get on the phone with me we need to talk about this you're you don't know all the facts whatever Um, We didn't We got on the phone with Ashley instead Who just kind of described how she feels like He's come far in his journey He posted apology then he Texted me an apology um, And then They did a live that night addressing it and Jess and I were like we weren't planning on doing This episode we were like oh this live, Like this is a nice this is a nice apology Yes they're like I did not Appreciate the back and forth that I had with him But whatever like Let's let us let us have yeah, this. Yeah, we were.
0: It was going to be kind of just a brief conversation at the top of this coming episode, being like, "Hey, uh, listen to the live. Appreciated the apology. Um, we'll be continuing to have our our personal same thoughts and feelings about the biases. Like, I'm sorry, but like that didn't change our personal opinions. No, and we didn't regret. No, we did not regret having the episode where we brought to the attention the past. Uh, blog posts of his because of the power that he holds in this franchise and in the lives of a lot of people. Oh my god yeah
1: and he said like in our text and on the live that he like will never agree with like the way that we did some of our reporting i.e. reading his his blog post I'm like okay but dude they're public on but your But we thing. just read them. We read them and yeah. we reacted to them and like we have cooled off of it now but I mean we genuine reactions to really like Verging on violent stuff that we were reading, anyway. So then, yeah. Again, we were like, "All right, good apology." Like this is this is good. Um, there was some other stuff. Like this, Christina brought up some. I don't remember what day that was on her Instagram story. Oh,
0: Christina Shulman. Um, that was after Demi's. Okay. Um, okay. Tweet.
1: Yeah. Okay. So during the live, then Demi tweeted out basically like you haven't changed Steve. This is what happened with us like less than a year ago, by the way, while he was dating someone, um, which long story short, Steve got her on a phone call and told her in detail about a sex stream he had about her. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a screenshot of the text after where he was like, Oh, it was like really fucking hot. I wouldn't tell you like if it wasn't. And she said that it made her like extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That came out while they were on the live.
0: Yes. And this was a live, like you were saying, when we were listening to the live initially, we were like, okay, this is some good food for thought. He was taking accountability of a lot of things. But in the conversation, obviously, a big part of his conversation was that I have changed. I've proven that I've changed. Um, And so then with this coming out about Demi, which happened six months ago, Um, he then read the tweets or sorry, read the tweet or talked about the tweet, excuse me on the live. Um, and the immediate response to it was him saying that, um, you know, he said he did say, I apologize if this made Demi uncomfortable, but she, uh, didn't tell me she was uncomfortable in the moment. I thought I'm saying his words, please. I thought it was funny. Um, He also said that he didn't know there was a power dynamic, which he
1: reiterated then on a podcast episode he released the next morning.
0: Yes. And he also said in the live that it's interesting that this happened six months ago and that Demi is now posting about this during his live apology.
1: Which the crazy irony about that is that earlier in the live they were talking about why women like Steve was talking about why women like how he realized later on why women don't come forward about rape. And I actually appreciated that he was really honest. Like I used to think, I used to think that women who came out about the truth, of their sexual assault later were like lying, mm-hmm. you know, and he was really honest about that. But then he said, I realized that, you know, there are the reasons why women don't come forward later or don't come forward right after something happens. Um and yeah, I understand that now. And then, literally, like thirty minutes later, when it applied to his own situation, he was like, "I don't get why she's coming out with it now, like six months later." And what he did say in the live is he was like, "I, I, why when people come out later is because they're scared of their careers getting affected or whatever if they like come out about you know like the Me Too movement in Hollywood." But I think I'm like, dude, you're still kind of missing the point because one. A lot of times women downplay the stuff that's happened to us. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we I put myself in that situation. Maybe it wasn't that big of a deal.
2: Yep. All yep. that
1: kind of stuff. Um, all because of rape culture. And then also, like, a lot of times people don't want to relive something that is super traumatic to them like yes. I have friends who've been sexually assaulted and they didn't want to press charges they didn't want to talk to anyone about it because they're like I want to pretend this didn't happen to me yes. and move on and I believe that every survivor or anyone who's been the target of sexual harassment that is like their right and their right alone to decide whether or not they do want to come forward with that yeah. stuff you shouldn't force anyone like added trauma
0: of course of course and um, and so Demi you know And I, I, you know, I can't imagine I commend her so much for coming forward and saying something like I don't I think it's hard to put into words um, to try to explain the feeling of being in her position and coming forward, um, knowing that reality steve might come hard for her and the fear of that and or even just what people will say back. exactly and when i was looking in in the the comments it was extremely upsetting because a lot of people the the conversation a lot of it was you why didn't you say something in the moment and that's what i think steve said something to that effect too yeah he definitely alluded to that and then in his tweet back to her because he said that he did apologize to her via text and then he that he tweeted to her which he did but again the tweet was where it was like you don't get it the tweet was basically saying that you know i apologize if i made you uncomfortable i just found out now that i made you uncomfortable and it was like you don't understand what we're talking about or what she also
1: like you don't seem to understand the basic nature of sexual harassment if you don't understand why it's not okay to call to to Get someone on the phone to tell them about a sex stream that you don't know that well. Um, and also, uh, like people saying, oh, you should have told him, like, if someone's making un- you uncomfortable, you don't want to tell that person that they're making you uncomfortable of not. because that is like an even more uncomfortable situation to put like, of course I, I, not. What?
0: A, a good example would be when you're in a work situation and your boss is sexually harassing you. How, how often does anyone feel comfortable going to the boss and saying you made me feel uncomfortable?
1: Yeah, and a lot of times that ends up being like victim blaming. It literally happened yes. to my friend where a coworker was sexually harassing her, and they were like, "Well, like, did you add him on Instagram? Like, oh, did you reply back to his messages? Then, like, maybe you shouldn't have replied back to his messages." And it's like, no,
0: maybe you shouldn't have been sexually harassing her. Yes. Also,
1: what were you we going to say?
0: I w- uh, were you going to bring up the other texts? Uh, that
1: and then also we wanted to kind of like contextualize like how they aren't like good friends like this Oh,
0: I think that's important. I think it's important um you know immediately on Steve's live he was trying to justify all of this by saying that you know I I thought Demi and I were friends and he said we had just done a live together. And so he was saying I thought we were friends and I thought I was sharing with my friend and I thought it was funny. And a few things about that. Number 1 you don't tell someone not to say something and you don't call it fucking hot if it's a, if you think it's a funny joke. Second. Oh, wait. Before that, before even that one, he knew that he didn't want a tech, a paper trail of
1: what he was telling her correct. because he got her on the phone. Yes. And after the fact, we saw directly from Demi another screenshot where beforehand he was kind of like, being like, oh, I have something to tell you, but like I can't tell you over text. Yeah, and she was
0: like, "What? Tell me." And he's like, "No, I, I just course, can't." And of course, that was, of course, her assumption was, and he made it sound like I have tea about you, and it's too, it's too intense to tell you over text. I have to say it over the phone. Right. So of course she hopped on the phone. Yeah, him. and even
1: if she did, even if it wasn't like tea about her, even so, like if someone's being like, oh, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. Come on, everyone's curiosity is going to be like, oh, I'm going to call you right now and see what you're going to tell me. Probably not assuming they're going to tell you in detail about a sex dream. Mm -hmm. So he, like you said, he said, hopefully that stays between us. Mm -hmm. He got her on the call saying he can't have it over text Mm -hmm. because, yeah, screenshots of that does not look good, especially when you have a
0: girlfriend. I would like to uh, point back to the irony of his passion about the matt and rachel situation and his passion about cheating no that he, he talks about well, all the time don't forget
1: just that he was mad about matt being a bad cheater so maybe you should actually be a better cheater like steve and next time instead hit the girl up over the phone instead mm-hmm. over instagram dm right yeah, yeah That's take one take a page out of his book right apparently um and then the the other thing was we wanted to like we saw people in the comments and stuff being and like steve said on his live you know i thought we were friends just made a great point where we're like we've had hu- literally hundreds. We've been on had over a hundred people like on our podcast or on their yes, podcast and, and talked
0: to them for over an hour. Yeah, pretty much all of them. And if any of them <laughs> ever felt like after an hour long conversation that gave them the right and a little bit of texting back and forth that they gave them the right to call me and tell me about a unsolicited sex dream about me. And then ask me not to tell anyone. You
1: brought up even if it was Craig. You're like, we've had so <laughs> many like episodes with Craig. We're actually
0: friends with He's him. Like
1: friends, and it, it would be so incredibly inappropriate for him to tell either of us about his sex dreams. Yes. I, I think literally, literally anyone who's not your sexual partner telling you about a sex dream when it's completely unsolicited. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course. Again, there's there's context. Sure, you're. No, best I was going to say there's
0: there's context, of course. Yeah, but this is a man who, and again, we need to talk about the power dynamic. This is somebody who holds the throne in Bachelor Nation, who basically wields the cards to decide, you know, what he's going to share and who he's going to speak on and about and how much and whatever and he can decide to spill the tea about you whenever he wants to. Yeah. Um, and also, so that's, of course, that's so scary. So, of course, anyone going into this franchise would probably, or a lot of them, would want to be professionally, I'll say, quote-unquote, friendly with Steve so that he they are in his good favor. What I won't buy is that he says he didn't know
1: he did anything wrong because, again, all those reasons we just brought up. I maybe buy that he didn't know there's a power dynamic. But if that's the case, then like you really don't get it and you need to take a step back and like admit that you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you need to back up. Like, well, I think and take a breath.
0: And he and I, you know, I'll say this. He did talk on his he then put a podcast out um, almost immediately, like hours after everything came out about Demi. He put a podcast out where he was saying that I didn't realize that there was a power dynamic. I don't think there is. And so I'm calling all these people to see if they felt that way. And then I'm going to have a woman uh, who I think she's on Temptation Island come on my show and explain how we're actually friends. And I, she doesn't feel the power dynamic and basically just try to prove everything Demi said wrong while kind of wrapping it in. I apologize for what Demi said, but I don't think there's a power dynamic. And I'm going to call all these people
1: and ask them if there's a power dynamic. Yeah, and he was like, you need to tell me because I need to know. People need to tell me if they have a power dynamic in our relationship. And I'm like, what, what, what makes you think that that would go away ever? Not only that, if this is what the, it's coming down to you, uh, boiling down to with you is like the power dynamic thing, you don't even understand the nature of sexual harassment. Like mm-hmm. you, th- this isn't the the, the bigger thing. <laughs> anyway, all right.
0: So, but there needs to be, there needs to also be a pause and there needs to be like a beat. He found this out about Demi. There's immediate tweets. There's a podcast out three hours later. It's so reactive. And it's like, you need to absorb what's happening. And if you really want to work and grow, you need to take a breath and listen to what these people are saying and not then just go on this tirade of trying to prove it wrong and show everybody why and show everybody why you're a good guy or why there isn't a power dynamic What that then shows to me. And I don't you know, I can't judge somebody's heart and intention. But what that displays to me is that you care more about proving to everyone that you are not a bad person or don't have power dynamic than actually caring about the people that you hurt. Right. You're worried about preserving your, yes. your career.
1: Yes. Um. Also. OK, so. <sighs> Well we're who are also going to talk to today, we're going to have Jade on to just talk about like we wanted to hear her side and she talked about it briefly on her story, like about how it's emotional for her to sort of, you know, finally feel like people are are hearing and understanding what was so fucked up about what was done to her and the mm-hmm. way that she was talked about on her season how week to week she was just living in this emotional roller coaster and i i reached out she actually said like i'd love to come on the pod and talk mm-hmm. about it um so we're i just want to have her just give her side because i think it's just really eye opening about how like <sighs> Anyway, I think it'll be good to kind of have her share on a platform, her side, and how much it affected her. Also, though, um, we're going to have Jenna on. The only time that I believe Jenna's talked on a podcast about everything that happened to her was with reality, mm-hmm, Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all of the sexual harassment and, like, must really intense misogyny aside... We need to talk about the Jenna stuff because yes. when I started texting with Jenna, like, dude, this shit is crazy. When I started ta- texting with Jenna, she forwarded me the proof that Reality Steve forwarded her that he based his reporting on mm-hmm. about her being a cheater, a sugar baby. It had really explicit sexual stuff Mm -hmm. in the text Mm -hmm. that ended up not being from her. So, you know, we've seen him apologize and all that for spreading misinformation. But I didn't realize, Jess, until I actually saw the proof, I'm using very heavy air quotes, that he was going off of I sent th- one of the screenshots to Jess because, you know, he kept saying that during when all this was panning out. In case you don't know, he released this stuff about Jenna, who was on my season, The Bachelor, and she was on Paradise, engaged to Jordan. He released this whole thing that she was cheating on Jordan, that she was doing the whole show for fame and money, that she had a sugar daddy, that she's just like this deceitful, horrible woman. Mm-hmm. All of that ended up being false. He ended yeah. up having Jenna on the podcast and apologizing to her. Yeah, so during this time, he had these claims that there were these texts that he had seen. Like, I've seen the texts. I've seen the texts.
0: Yes. I've seen proof. He was extremely vocal about the fact that you have to believe me. I have seen it all. Like, he was going to die on that hill. And when I saw the proof, what he considered the proof to say something with such confidence, I was in shock.
1: Okay, basically they're blatantly fake. Like yeah like blatantly. No, I'm not talking like no way. Junior high mistake, like Okay, so you know, like let's say I was trying to fabricate a text between me and Jess. Uh-huh. You know how what I would do is I would make a fake contact le- contact, let's say, with Grayston's phone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would put Jess as the title of Grayston's number. Yes. And then Grayston would text me as Jess. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, well, basically the person fabricating the text did that wrong. Swapped it. And put Jenna's name as the contact, but then was texting with the blue bubble as Jenna.
0: Yes. Like, so immediately. Elementary mistake. No, immediately you're like, what? what's going on here? Like, this is clearly. It, it, and this is one of the
1: text screenshots that Reality Steve took as proof. Mm-hmm. Hmm. and then there's just this whole other wild email exchange with this fake person named travis like i'm sure Jenna will want to talk more about it but basically like when i tell you the vetting was so elementary yes and he considers
0: it reporting and considers that journalism so Something that obviously we're going to talk to Jade first and then talk to Jenna and Jade is a different conversation about the misogynistic nature and all of this. And then we're going to have this conversation with Jenna, but something to go into, I think that's really important as we have this conversation is just to realize. And when I say this broads, I say this from a place of like, I'm really, I'm grieved at myself. Um, I'm bummed out of all the, about all the times that I, Took everything that reality Steve said without seeing receipts, without seeing proof, and then made full judgment calls of people um, based off of him just saying, this is fact. And I really regret that. There's a lot of really specific times that I can think of that I regret doing that. And now thinking of it from a perspective of... Reality Steve is one person. He is an island, right? It's just him. He discussed in his live that he cannot be canceled, right? Because he doesn't have a boss. He is his own boss. Um, And by the way, we're not out here to to cancel people. But these are his words that he said. He said, I cannot be canceled, Now, most other, I'm going to say air quotes again, journalistic sources have a whole team of people. There are editors, there are lawyers, there is a boss, there are fact checkers, there is a whole crew of people. So even the gossip brags that you think are spewing crazy things have a whole team of people to go through this. Steve is one person. So this individual is all of the roles and has now lined himself up in a position in Bachelor Nation where he says anything, tells us he has receipts, and we all yes. believe it.
1: Yes, and we talk, We were talking about it on the phone, and I was like, okay, it's different if you even say, like, I've heard rumors about X. Yes. Like, okay, maybe not, like, super ethical, but it happens. You know, I've heard rumors that, like, she has sugar daddy, whatever. Okay, okay. Like he said, I have seen proof I know. And I trusted him, too, like you were saying. And I am going to apologize to Jenna when we have her on because I was one of the people that was coming for her disgustingly based off of my trust, which I shouldn't have even been mixing myself up. That's a whole other story. But like I trusted when Reality Steve Mm -hmm. said that he had proof and all this stuff victoria fuller keeps coming to my mind victoria fuller or just recently like we were bringing up on the original podcast when he's saying he's seen receipts of text messages between matt and rachel and receipts of the 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 plane ticket i mean that's neither here or there who cares they're hanging out again anyway which don't worry we'll be talking about that (laughs) but um that's neither here nor there regardless like you should probably not, and this is not being petty. This is just like, so maybe we don't ruin people's lives like Jenna. We should probably take his individual reporting
0: with his individual verification mm-hmm. with a grain of salt. And then when you combine this with all of the biases um, and the misogyny that we read in the past, and again, we're not. I'm not saying that someone can't change. The hope is always that someone changes. That's always the hope yeah. and desire. I I say this about myself. My hope is that I grow and I always am getting better. Yeah, I'm um, and ho- held accountable to the mistakes that I that I've made. Um, but the problem is when you combine those those past posts, um, with what happened with Demi, with um the way in which I'm sorry, but he immediately contacted you and there was a lot of aggressive back and forth immediately that was the initial reaction yeah, not even back and forth just aggressive forth.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I sent like three like five word texts yes.
0: back to him um, um all of those combined now within seeing these receipts from jenna cooper where he said passionately he knew for a fact and you're seeing
1: <laughs> we'll oh get God, into yeah. it
0: all of these things combined to me just go, okay, And look, I get that everybody wants their spoilers. Yeah. I totally get yeah. that. I get that people want to talk about this. It's reality TV. It's right. fun. It's exciting. People right. like the spoilers. But I think, are there other people we could get them from in the future? Are there other sources? And even if you decide to keep engaging with reality Steve, again, it's just this perspective to have that when he says something, again to have all these things in mind to either maybe take it with a grain of salt have more perspective when you're you know going through his certain posts or whatever and just remember these things and again I'm saying this as much to everyone as I am to myself just recalling all of those times that I read things and just said oh yeah and he, th- he, he's right fact
1: yeah and like you said i think if people want to keep going to his blog whatever i think that like you know posting the photos that people send him in about like matt and rachel for instance um i think that like and and you know this like is his career like it or not i think that like his responsibility with this is probably to not do that whole thing of like I've seen the receipts. I know. Yes, he needs to stop doing that. His credibility was so like, like I said, seeing the the proof that Jenna forwarded me. Mm-hmm. His credibility on that particular type of of reporting is fucked forever for me at least and honestly it should be for everyone else that's what i'm saying so like if he wants to just repost little like you know rachel makes it to the end here's them hanging i say someone sent me a photo of this but the whole thing like you said victoria f i've seen emails i've talked on the phone with people that say that she slept with their boy he should not be doing any of this and we should not be believing any of it i agree like that's the shit to me and that's I like i said petty personal stuff aside even the misogyny and sexual harassment aside like his reporting credibility with that whole thing when he's the only person vetting and interviewing and d- doing exchanges should not be trusted should not point blank
0: yeah no i completely agree and in the like off of that though too i'm thinking like all my mind that all of a sudden was spinning going like he has the sole monopoly in this game in in the Bachelor world. And I'm like, maybe it's time to start sending spoilers and tea to someone else. Us. No, I'm just kidding. Do, <laughs> do not start sending me that stuff. I don't want to know. Um, but no, there are people like there, there are things like bachelor nation scoop. There's this guy that I found on, uh, on YouTube named Dave Neal, who's awesome. Like mm. there's a bunch of other people that if you dig, you can find, but he has this monopoly, which again, creates the power dynamic that, that does bring the discomfort, of the other or the of uh contestants from bachelor nation it adds to the power dynamic big time that he has monopoly of this franchise when it comes to spoilers sure and on top of it the fact that um yeah i don't know my brain was i'm i'm all over the place um okay okay okay, Brad, yeah, yeah we, gotta we, pause, we, we gotta pause we have we we're remote. getting carried away getting carried away there's a lot to talk about but before we oh before we dive into all of this, we have to take a quick pause. Um, Broads in my head, I am a gym goer, a front row star of the class athlete. Okay, from time to time, that is my reality. But the reality that overcomes that is the one where I get too busy to work out or sleep through my alarm that was supposed to be um, getting me up for a run. And I or I just don't feel like dragging myself to class. And you know what, that's fine. But I do know what I I, I know when I feel best, and typically that's when I get a little bit of movement in my life during the day, which is why I love Open Fit. I gotta say, I relate to all of those realities as well. <laughs> but
1: Open Fit has been really awesome at helping me to get moving every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes at a time. Like, it's so great to just have a quick little workout and get my body moving. OpenFit is a simple streaming service that allows you to work out from your home no matter how much or how little time you have. And there's tons of variety, which is really big for me because I just can't commit to one type of exercise. I have to try them all. So whether you're into strength training or cardio, Pilates or yoga, OpenFit has tons of classes in every level to keep you moving
0: hmm. You ha- even have the option to make it interactive by turning on your camera. The trainers at OpenFit can see you and you'll be able to interact with other people in your class, believe it or not. And it's an option. It's so you What's don't have to do thing. it. Uh, here's the thing. It's incredible. I have seen it and tried it personally. Surprisingly, I am actually camera shy, so I don't have it on. But you can see everything that's going on if you want to. The trainer can see you. And I'm here's the thing, Brods. The cost for a personal trainer is so expensive. I want to talk to you about how OpenFit is unbelievably affordable, okay? You can get that entire year of training for about the cost of one in-person session. And again, there's thousands of other class options. It's wild. Yeah. And OpenFit has
1: changed the way that we work out. So right now, our listeners get a free 14-day trial membership to OpenFit when you text chatty to 505050 and if you decide to keep the service which we are sure you will the entire year is only 96 bucks so yeah literally cheaper than one session with a personal trainer. i mean wild 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 <laughs> it's truly the best deal in fitness you're gonna get full access to open fit all the workouts and a nutrition guide totally free for 14 days just text chatty to 505050 standard message and data rates may apply 50 50
0: So besties, you know we always tell you the truth whether you like it or not, so I'll be real with you. I'm like two seconds away from a potential breakdown right now because you know, heavy topic and really nervous about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes when your girl is overwhelmed, aka the past week when Beck and I have been processing some of these things, she needs a little bit of, of help, especially when it comes to making sure my family and I are eating delicious and nutritious meals, no matter how busy or stressed I get. That's why I've been relying heavily on my mealtime Lord and Savior Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is our favorite here at Chatty Broads. They deliver delicious
1: food, all built on organic fruits and vegetables, right to your front door. And and the best part is it all stays perfectly fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. And when you are, it's all already in just minutes. That's right. In less time than it would take you to pick out a place for delivery, you can have a healthy meal ready for the entire family. There's no prep, no real cleanup. It's healthy, delicious food made so, so simple.
0: Do they have options? So many options. For breakfast, there's a huge selection of smoothies and oats. For lunch, crisp flatbreads or hearty soups. For dinner, harvest bowls. And they even have plant-based desserts, which are so good, and tons of snacks your whole family will love. I'm currently obsessed with their plant-based milk. It's literally just almonds and sea salt, and I cannot imagine my morning coffee without it now. I am, oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code chatty to get $25 off your first box.
1: That's promo code chatty for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Oh, I, oh yeah. The <laughs> reason I think it's important to like bring this up and be like, guys, we shouldn't trust him on this is, again, not petty and not personal because this is like literally just a matter of he cannot be trusted to vet and do, do due diligence to figure out if this shit is real or not i don't even know if he knows how to do that mm-hmm. like not a personal attack just saying with the jenna stuff i was so unbelievably appalled because it took me like two seconds to realize that this tech screenshot was fake and the fact and that, i think we shouldn't be believing it, i was gonna say is because it ruins people's lives yeah it the what jenna got put through because of his awful irresponsible reporting is unreal and you have to wonder like Victoria F. um, I'm trying to think of other people. I know there's other people like that That shit ruins people's lives and their reputations like, Mm -hmm. and he cannot be trusted bringing forth that information. Like you said, it was the one man show. And I, and I just think it's really important to really hammer that in because be like having been the contestant of the show, like we're going to talk to Jade, like we're going to talk to Jenna. It is traumatizing
0: i think something that's important for people to know too that i didn't know about until you shared this with me is that i think a lot of times um we think that he only gets sent information from people that he doesn't go digging for things um and uh i know he gets sent tons of things from people but he also goes digging for things becca showed me screenshots (laughs) that were actually kind of disturbing from um one of your friends who reality steve was like blowing up while you were on the show Um yeah some of them involved your breasts. Oh yeah,
1: talking about me not wearing a bra yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so there so there is just again this. There's this power dynamic. There's uh, you go on the show, you consent to be on reality TV. Also, if um, he's digging and he's hitting up exes. Who yes. knows what jaded person might tell him, of and then course. he's like, Ew. yes, because because obviously getting a scoop. It's like it. It's he, he. The way that reality Steve gets paid is that it's hits to his website, right? right. So, um, of course you're gonna hope that that you're that the T is real. So. The goal isn't to disprove the bad things about people. The goal is to prove the bad things about people. Right. So then you have confirmation bias where you're seeking out things that confirm these rumors. Yes. And you're seeking out friends and family and exes and corroborate these people consented to go on reality tv signed a bunch of waivers and while they're gone this person who they didn't consent to is hitting up exes and friends and family and it's it's scary to be in that position And that's a
1: good point he really is searching for stuff to prove these rumors true he's not having anyone on his team trying to disprove any of this which is because he is so like hungry for this tea that's probably why he immediately missed that those texts were so fucking fake with jenna yep
0: yep ah! well i'm seeing that jade is actually ringing us now via zoom so let's hop on this zoom call and uh have this uh chat with jade thank you so much jade for coming on we'd yeah. so appreciate it i uh I'm like already sweating. Yeah, (laughs) I totally
1: get it. Totally get it. We are so glad that you're on today. And we just kind of wanted to talk through, I mean, you posted some about it on your Instagram, but just kind of wanted to talk through, I mean, how you were affected by the stuff that was written about you every week on, on your season. And I think that's something that we, Jess and I talked about is, you know, when you go on a reality show, You know that people are going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. You know that like people are going to say not nice things. That's something that everyone deals with. But in particular, the, with the stuff that he was writing about you was like this really aggressive, like verging on like kind of like intense, almost like violent, just like misogyny and like anger.
2: Graphic. Yes. Yes.
1: And almost like personal. Yeah. Towards you.
2: Um, I mean, yeah. When I went on the show, I knew well that the producers wanted the Playboy thing to be a part of my storyline. I could tell when I had my interview when they were like, are you willing to talk about that? You know, I could tell that they were like, oh, golden, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But for me, it was like I had an opportunity to pose for Playboy and it was just something that I did. And that was it. Like it was actually very, um, comfortable for me. I felt like Mm -hmm. it was a great experience. I loved my photographer. He made me feel so safe and I felt like it was very empowering, but it went nothing beyond that. Like it was just like a fun thing I did that was like liberating, you know, and it made me feel like a, like a certain way it was. And so for me, it wasn't something that I felt like shame around, but Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to sort of get some of those comments um, when I was on the show, especially um, when they wanted me to talk to Chris about it. Mm-hmm. But when I was on the show, it was different too because in the contract, we weren't allowed to post on our social medias. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram really wasn't a thing, Instagram stories wasn't a thing. So mm-hmm. people didn't really get to know us except mm-hmm. for what was aired and then what Reality, reality Steve wrote. Like wow, he was okay. like a guy. And so um, he, I was just shocked when I saw what he would be writing about me. And it was, it felt personal. It was graphic. It was this whole, like, that, like, um, Madonna whore complex. Like women are either pure virgins or Mm -hmm. they're dirty whores. Mm -hmm. And he took that and just stamped it all over me. And the Mm -hmm. narrative was like continual, like Every week he just hammered on me. And it really was, it was really hard because all these people were getting this impression of me and were just like spitting it back at me. And I just like, I mean, it was back then like very, very dark for me, Mm. you know, the slut shaming. I know Caitlin Bristow said that she dealt with that on her show um, on her season, but the slut shaming was unreal and never once did he ever think about maybe you know the person on the other side you know that was me and what it was actually like doing to my my mental and emotional state. Mm -hmm. yeah because it also it wasn't even just
1: like it even went beyond slut shaming because he also was writing so much about like this narrative of you being like deceitful of like you trying to you being this like snaky woman who was like trying to trick this man and trick his family and (laughs) trick everyone because you were like this, this deceptive seductress who was trying to like swallow men whole. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. He, like you said, it was almost personal. Like he knew somebody who maybe did these things to him because I was the girl in LA who was trying to ladder climb, who was willing to, be a whore to get there, according to him. And that I was on the show to promote my own brand. And I was going to deceive Chris in whichever way I could to, to promote myself. And so that was like part of it too. But it was very, to me, pornographic, like the Mm. things that he said, Mm. like there was, I wish I, I have, I have those screenshots. He deleted the blogs, but I have the screenshots. (laughs) There's a part where he says like, I fell out of the raft on one of our dates. And he said, that's not the first time I'm sure Jade has had a surge of white liquid coming towards her face on her back, on her back with a surge of white liquid spewing towards her face, like pornographic, like, and my, like, here I am like reading this being like, please stop. Like, what is, what are you, what are you getting? You're just getting, cl- you're just getting clicks. You know, you're getting, you're using me to get people to your website traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and awful, awful w- ways that nobody even thought was wrong at that time, I guess.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess people were eating it up because he continued to go it, like similar to that, like, oh, I bet he, There was one we read where it was like, oh, Jade invited him to go back to his room or something like, oh, how how many times has she said that? Like to photographers like,
2: yeah, (laughs) what it was like he was writing his own like erotica or something. (laughs) I was like, why are you making these things up? And but then people would come to me and say exact those exact things or retweet his tweets and like just perpetuate this. Problematic image of women who are sexual or mm-hmm. who are comfortable with their sexuality, whatever it may be. Mm. You, you know? said you
1: felt powerless too. Yeah, like could you kind of yeah. describe that experience?
2: I mean, when you aren't giving a voice, otherwise, even when I went on Good Morning America after I was um, dumped off the show. He took everything that I said in that and turned it into his own, his own narrative again about how mm-hmm. I was just playing a part. Um, it felt like he took away my voice because we weren't allowed to contractually speak. I couldn't like defend myself. People were literally believing these things as truths. And I just, I felt like I just had to be or had to be that person or maybe like Deep Town was, I was like, am I this person? Am mm. I bad? You know, or like bad, I guess, like, because it's not. Um, mm. And so I felt like unworthy. I felt mm. like he said that nobody was going to like, want to like, marry me. Mm. Um, so screw you on that. Because <laughs> I found my <laughs> husband on the show. But um, <laughs> but like, he made me just feel like, like trash, like, the like, like, how he was like, trying to paint me, which everybody is allowed to have sexual expression or bodily expression Mm -hmm. um, and not feel dirty about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: definitely. Well, and then he also took it a step further because he then also then associated your choice and your bodily autonomy doing the Playboy shoot with an instance where your bodily autonomy was taken from you, like during a sexual assault. And that was just also so out of pocket and next level to do too, is to say like, now I understand.
2: Yeah. Rationalizing a nude photo shoot because I was raped as a teenager is like the most like far off thought that anyone could Half like the two are very uh, far apart you know mm-hmm. it's it, being sexually assaulted stays with you the rest of your life it is something that changes you and so for that to be taken and like I said I just felt like he was just like turning things into this narrative and then like explaining it away in his own words it was just like you you have like No idea, like, the stuff that women who are sexually assaulted anyway, what that does to you forever, (laughs) you know? Yeah. What what did it
0: feel like for you to, after your experience with him and what he wrote, for him to continue doing what he does and being kind of like the monopoly of the one voice in bachelor
2: nation like how has that felt for you over the past years
1: yeah that influences the public opinion about individuals yeah
2: i mean i do understand like when demi said like it 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 does he does have this like power over us in the way that a lot of bachelor nation contestants are afraid to probably like stand up to him or or anything like that because he can just like try to find dirt on you or play a narrative about you. And, um, I think what's been hardest for me, which I do know people change and that's like all about like what life is about is progressing to be better people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, what's been hard for me is to watch him try to be like his Instagram bio has a quote from Olivia Creedy that says the champion of everyone. And I was like, that's really hard for me to look at Mm -hmm. when I have never really received a genuine apology from you. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the hardest part. Like he's now, which I think is great is being a more positive person and talking about politically pressing issues and trying to be a better voice. But for me, that's been like the hardest. And I have forgiven him. Like I told you, Rebecca, I'm not after his head. Like mm-hmm. for me, I forgave him a long time ago for my own self, right? Yeah, like yeah. for my own being able to like release that, let it go, heal. Um, but it's it's been hard to see that and not like get angry. Of course.
1: Yeah. Jenna said the same thing. She was like, I'm, I don't want to like come for him. And I'm like, I don't think it's about coming for him i think it's like i think you can like be like whatever you do you but then also be like you need to be held responsible for the like the super irresponsible and super super damaging like internet violence that you've committed yeah. against people because that's kind of what it is is like yeah internet violence never heard of that before yeah. but i'm coining the term now <laughs>
2: You're right, though, because it felt violating Mm -hmm. to me, you know, like, like it did feel like violence. It felt like hate. It was hate speech to me. Mm -hmm. He was hating me for being a sexually empowered woman um, on a show and that I also have layers that I'm not just like, I can be a sexually empowered woman or someone who wants to express their body in a way. And I can also be a very nurturing, soft, kind Mm -hmm. person it's not like one or the other. And for him, he just couldn't, it felt like he couldn't see that people are layered and he had to just like narrow me down to one quality or one thing and then just like tear it apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also it's
1: different to like, think those things. That's one thing. I'm sure lots of people think problematic things. We all do. We all make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but it's another to post it on a platform, knowing full well, how, like you said, other people read it, receive it, and then go turn around and communicate that hate in turn to the person directly mm-hmm. is, is a lot. Um, anyway.
2: When um Brittany on Matt James's season talked about when they were talking about her supposedly spreading the rumor, she was an escort. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how this could like ruin her life. That's how it felt for me too. It was like, I was 27 at the time and I was like, I have a whole life ahead of me. And it Mm -hmm. feels like this guy is literally trying to ruin any future opportunities um, that I could have. It it felt like, like you said, it felt very personal Mm -hmm. and I felt I did feel powerless because there was literally no way I could stop him. I mean, I maybe could have messaged him and been like, what are you doing? But like, I don't think that would have changed anything at that time. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't think so either. And Not to mention when something's already out there, it's already out there and it doesn't it does influence people's opinions It influences people's like opportunity to get jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like having a photo shoot out there is one thing and then having someone like calling you, you know, like a deceitful kind of like liar, evil woman thing. I don't know. It's just completely different. And I think right. it's silly to think that that won't influence like thousands of people's opinions on an individual.
2: Yeah, I just would like to know what was he thinking when he was writing those those Mm. things? Mm. You know, like what what was his intentions? Was it just careless? He just didn't have a thought behind it when he was writing it or he didn't see that it was a problem or if there really was some sort of like inner work that he was needed to be doing that he had like Mm. some inner malice towards women and he was taking it out on me. I just would really like, I feel like I would really like to know that.
1: Yeah. And even if it's unthinking, for one, those thoughts have to originate somewhere within that person. And then two, even when you're not thinking, sometimes that's like the evil of the whole situation, right? You're not considering how that will affect someone. Mm -hmm. And that is its own, that's its own type of harm. But Regardless, we really appreciate you coming and just sharing your experience because I think it's important for people to hear because also regardless of whether it's coming from Reality Steve or elsewhere, I think it's important for like all of us to keep in mind that uh, what we're consuming and how we're viewing people and then how we're kind of regurgitating that information and how harmful that can be and how much that can influence someone's personal experience.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I hope I don't, I just hope that like, like for me, I said, I thank you guys for talking about this because um, for a while I did believe those things about myself. Mm. Like that maybe I was like, like I said, unworthy um, Mm. or, or dirty, I don't know, unworthy, unloved, dirty person. um, And that I should regret what I did. Um, So I've healed and worked through that, but just for people to know what happened, like how I was treated in a way, it's been very, um, just validating for me. Like I said, I feel I wrote my Instagram. I like, I just feel seen Mm -hmm. because I felt like, at that time I was screaming for somebody mm-hmm. to like say this was wrong and nobody did. And then it's like years and years go by and you're like, okay, well, no one's going to notice it. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's going to say thank you for noticing and for like mm-hmm. standing up <laughs> for mm-hmm. women. So thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. And it's, I think really encouraging to see that so many people too are responding and being like, that's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool to see too, is like, that wasn't that like, your season was in 2016. We recorded my season in 2017. Like that wasn't that long ago. And I think that that's really cool though, to see that like five years later, as a collective community, people can be like, that is not right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hopeful for me for like the world that our daughters are going to grow up in is like, hopefully a lot of people will be holding those type of words accountable and saying like, that's not okay.
2: Yeah. I 100% agree. And I feel like that's why I came on. Cause like when I think of how I want my daughter to be treated Mm -hmm. or how I want my daughter to handle these situations, I was like, I have to be the example. So Mm -hmm. this wasn't easy for me, but uh, like, I think I'm going to get really emotional, but I think about her Mm -hmm. and like how I would just want her to stand in her power, you know? But it is it is hopeful, like you said. There's a there's definitely a shift, and I felt that. So it is that is good.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, we'd have so much love for you, and so like so appreciate you coming on and sharing. And I know just just so you know, and I'm sure you're getting this, but there has been an outpouring of DMs from people who have been victims of sexual assault been put in situations like you have and just feel now seen by you even acknowledging that on your Instagram stories and are just feeling like I don't just so much love for you and and gratitude for you and yeah so thank you so much and we really really appreciate it truly
2: yeah thank you ladies I appreciate it too and yeah. um I hope that Jenna is able to come on and share her truths too and totally yeah all right
0: yeah.
1: well thanks we
0: love you jade We love we you, guys. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well thank you i mean thanks again to jade i know we just said that but like i always appreciate when she's have on ha- when she's on because she shares so honestly and just from her heart
0: she is just like always so vulnerable and so and also just like unbelievably gracious like i can't oh i have a lot of admiration for that woman that's for sure definitely um all right. Well, before we now we're going to talk to Jenna, Jenna yeah. Cooper. Um and before we have her on, we're going to take a quick pause. Um speaking of Jade and all of her beautiful babies, all of those precious children. Mm. I love watching her on Instagram. Um let's talk about kids for a second, okay? <laughs> If you're anything like me, you saw a whole lot of friends have babies in this last year. And maybe that- I, did, I did see a lot of people having babies. I past saw year. a lot of babies okay. this year. Lots of cutie pies popping up. Um, and maybe that got you thinking, do I want kids? Do I want another kid? Do I ever want to have kids at all? And look, it's a lot to think about. But one thing that makes it easier is starting off with the complete picture of your reproductive health so you can make the right decision for you. And the easiest way to do that is with Modern Fertility's at-home do-it-yourself fertility test.
1: Yeah, and if the words fertility test make you think of sitting in a doctor's office and spending a ton of money, not so fast, because Modern Fertility is different in every single way. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. And after you're done, all you have to do is mail it back with your prepaid label and you'll have the results within 10 days. Mm -hmm. And like I brought up before, but I have to bring up again, Caroline from My Season of the Bachelor found out through Modern Fertility that she had fertility issues and she's now been able to address it and go in and start like freezing her eggs because of the information she's found through Modern Fertility. And if she hadn't taken this, she might not have known that there were any problems
0: until years later when there couldn't, you know, when nothing could be done. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So whether... You've got massive baby fever right now, or if you want to be the cool auntie forever, whom by the way, all of us were so grateful for you. Well, Shout out! Uh, you need all the information to help you make the best decisions with modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and tons of other important fertility factors, just like how Becca was talking about. Um, you can even speak to a fertility nurse one on one if you want to discuss your next steps. And
1: right now, modern fertility is offering our listeners twenty dollars off the test when you go to modernfertility.com/chatty. That means Your test will cost one hundred and thirty nine dollars instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollar, d- dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. So get twenty dollars off your fertility test when you go to slash chatty. That's slash
0: chatty. Okay, broads, I'll admit I am very easily influenced by social media. Okay, that's true. Me too. Uh, if I too. If I see one product in the hands of enough of my favorite people or people I respect, I best case scenario intrigued. Worst case scenario are, scenario already adding it to my shopping cart and a lot of them. Okay. It might be best case scenario, because you might love the product. But that's the thing. That's okay. the thing, yeah. okay? One product that I had seen so many places that I had to try was collagen powder, and I have to tell you broads, it more than lives up to the hype, and I will consider this a successful influence, no doubt. Not just any collagen, though, because I've learned not all collagen is created equal. Facts. Jess and I have both
1: been using the multi-collagen protein powder from Ancient Nutrition. I don't think I'll ever make another smoothie without it. It's so good. Their best-selling collagen powder includes five different types of collagen, and it's the only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients that are actually proven to work.
0: Oh, I I love Ancient Nutrition so much. I've tried some other collagens before, and I'll just say it. They weren't especially great taste-wise, too, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Ancient Nutrition's blend, though, is perfection. It has no flavor, and it dissolves 100% in any liquid. Um, And if collagen isn't your thing, or maybe you're already a huge fan of it, you've got to check out Ancient Nutrition's other superfoods like their bone broth blends, mushroom capsules, and their probiotic formulas. Every single product that Ancient Nutrition offers is backed by research, is rigorously Tested for purity, and the best part, you'll get real results.
1: Love that. Yes. And
0: right now, Ancient
1: Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com, enter promo code chatty, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. AncientNutrition.com, enter code chatty at checkout. Proven formulas for real impact. That's what Ancient Nutrition
0: is all about. Yes, it is. All right, broads. So, let's get into it let's get into with jenna so so
1: looking forward to this conversation
0: uh i am too and uh let's just uh hop right into this zoom with her yeah i can't wait to hear her perspective hello i'm literally hiding in the bathroom because it's the only
3: place where there's not like a pig or a child or something (laughs) it's okay i get it that's where i record
1: the ads is in the bathroom with the door closed barricaded yeah i get it 100 that or the closet
0: Hi, Jenna. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on. Basically, we just started talking about reality Steve in general because a bunch of
1: stuff got sent to us about stuff that he used to write. Like, we actually just talked to Jade because like during her season, he was just writing really, really horrible things about her. He hasn't just done it with her, a bunch of other stuff about other people. And then we were just basically talking about how, like, if someone has biased against someone or against like a group of people, like maybe women for whatever reason, like that's going to influence the way that they're doing reporting. And yeah. and it just kind of made us think about like what happened with you because the reason all of this even started in the first place is Reality Steve was coming forward with some stuff about like Matt and saying that he had seen receipts about stuff Matt had said sent to Rachel and that he had seen text messages. And we just started by saying like, we're going to take this with a grain of salt. That whole drama is irrelevant, but like, we're going to take this with a grain of salt after what happened with Jenna. And like, and I just wanted to say to you and I had texted you before, but like, I feel so horrible. One, it doesn't even matter if any of it was true. I shouldn't have gotten mixed up, like talking about someone the way that I was talking about you. And for that, I'm just like so embarrassed and so sorry that I was adding to the hate that was coming at you regard, like, even if it was true, like it was just so out of pocket for me to like be coming at you and adding to that. And for that, I'm just so sorry on top of you being put through all of that for something that you were just like completely innocent of.
3: Um, well, thank you. I told you that I, I really, I do forgive you and anybody else involved and also It is understandable because I know what it's like when something interesting happens, no matter what, most people want to talk about it, especially if you're in that world. Yeah. Um, The way that I responded was weird. Um, Part of that was because my lawyers were saying pretty much, you can't say anything. We're going to write your captions. And all I had was these weird pictures from photo shoots I had done. So that's also understandable. Um, And I felt like a lot of people were taking my, I guess you probably call it a character, however they portrayed me on the show and using that for their reasoning for why they believed it. And so it's like, I kind of get it. So in that sense, I was like, you know, it's not like everybody knows me to my core and all of a sudden they're believing this, they have a little glimpse of me and, you know, I'm kind of out there like, Ooh, you know, making out with guys, whatever. So, so I do get it. And I'm not like bitter or holding to anything about that. Um, but yeah. So thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and, so then what was really crazy okay so so there was just that right off right off the top and what really then blew me away though and what i thought was really important to talk about is like personal beef with steve aside like pettiness personal stuff like this is not to like attack him personally or anything but we felt like it was really important to talk about it as someone who is, like, reporting and informing people's opinions of individuals' characters on the show. Like, poison yeah. posting spoilers is one thing, you know? Reposting yeah. photos of people together, that's an- that's another thing. Mm-hmm. But what was really crazy to me was, like, you forwarded me, like, the proof that he was going off of.
3: Oh, yeah. So- yeah. OK, Yeah. I, yes, there were things that I showed you that I do think t- he definitely took into account when um, publishing or because the reason is because some of the tweets that came out later, such as, you know, I think her bleach job soaked into her head. Or she's the mayor, crazy town, that kind of stuff. That stuff did come after the thing what I sent to you which yeah. was very much not true and, and pretty much was able to vet that it wasn't true. So I think that sucks. But the original, you know, email, phone call, he says he doesn't have a name, all of that is gone. So there's really, you know, I hate that. I wish that I I had that to compare to the information we have now. But yeah, what you saw has got to make you question, right? So why not, why not in his position, not come out and say, I know it's not true. You know, I was wrong, right? Because he doesn't have all the proof, but why not say, there are some kind of holes in the story. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have just jumped the gun right away, basically by like emails. And then he told me later that it was a phone call that he had that was very convincing. And to say something like that, that can obviously destroy somebody's life, just from a little bit of information and some of it being questionable, like I, that just sucks. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at him. It just, no matter who it was or what situation, it just I can't understand what, why somebody would do that, except for, I guess, it's interesting, you know? A lot of people want to talk about it.
1: and Yeah, and what we were saying, though, what was crazy is, like, saying one, like you said, it's interesting. One, th- You could say something like, I've heard rumors, whatever, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this person, like, has a sugar daddy. Yeah. That sucks that it's not true. But like i said i and other people trusted when he said i've seen the proof Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and like i know beyond a doubt and the way that he was so blatantly like mocking everything that you were saying it really led everyone in the public to believe i mean this was blasted everywhere wasn't it like on (laughs) OK and e-news and like
3: everywhere yeah i do think people confidently accepted what he said he said i've
2: edited i've seen it he said something, I mean, I have these quotes in my mind,
3: unfortunately, that I just can't get whatever, but it was like, I know for sure she's having a sexual relationship with another man. She's just been back from paradise. And I'm like, for sure. Like, how do you know anything for sure? Do you have like a video? Because I I was like, please share. You know, and then later it was, oh no, well, actually, I don't have anything else. So I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I don't. Ugh. Yeah, I don't
1: understand. But. Well, because there wasn't photos of you with anyone, videos no. of you with anyone, no. phone calls, recordings, like,
0: and the way that it was communicated via him to the audience, as I as it was just a consumer at the time, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, the way that he's saying that he has the proof, he must have hours of video recording. Oh. Like, I mean, that's what th- that's how it sounded. I so know. when Becca when Becca shared with me, it was very at least from just an outsider, very clearly head scratching where you're like, that doesn't make any sense. This feels like it's put together by random people. I mean, it it feels very clear when you read what's going, the back and forth of what's going on.
1: Okay. And I want to talk about two things with you too, Jenna. One, like, of course, how did this affect you? But then also too, I'm just curious about like how you guys went about then bringing to him finally, two years later like and got him to like admit that he was wrong like
3: well but you know what i've sent to you so far right like it was probably that times like a hundred Be- because it i i needed to send him and i didn't want to just do it out of nowhere i didn't want yeah. to say Steve, you're hurting my feelings. Please listen to me. Please believe me. Like I wanted to have something, and I mean, he said very publicly, "I'm not going to listen to her." It was threatening. It was. She needs to tread lightly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I have to have. I have, a, have to have a lot of documentation. So I sent him everything from like. I, I mean, I messaged people. Who had messaged people? Who had messaged people? Who had a screenshot from somebody trying to get to like the source of who mm-hmm. said what and like where it originated from? Because there was the initial story, and then you know apparently that wasn't enough, and then there was the naming of a sugar daddy, which that was completely made up too. I mean, I just hate it because that was my problem, and I you know my thing I had to deal with. Like, yeah, he hurt me and my family, but then he brought somebody else into it. Actually, that wasn't Steve; that was somebody else. But everybody else ran with it. Um, and I found out and Steve that stuff there.
1: and Steve stuff probably validated it. You know, if someone else came out with it, i know that
3: Yeah, I know that him and Jordan talked about it. I will say Jordan was actually like him and his mom were the ones that were saying yes, it's true. You know what I mean? Like she, this, this is the guy, this is the guy. Probably like, proof. There, there obviously wasn't proof of it because it wasn't true. Um, I don't even know where I'm getting off to right now. I don't even remember what
1: we were talking about. Um, I was saying just like one. Okay. First of all. Yeah. Well, you were talking about kind of how you guys even, Oh, you came to him with all of this proof. Yes.
3: Okay. So, yeah. So I basically talked for like a week, hours on the phone. I sent him tons of information that was at least I know enough to make him question what he had. It was so much. And there, you know, I showed you some, there's, at least three different people that involved themselves that I either didn't know at all or barely like barely knew. So and I know that's another big question for everybody. Why would somebody do that? And I still do not know that, but I know some of it has to do with like a love for Jordan. Some of it has to do with wanting the attention, which I will say the girl got the attention she got the attention from steve she got the attention from ashley Spitis. she was talking very publicly about going back and forth with these people and she just wants to be in the bachelor world so she was loving that she could deliver all this fake information about me so you know i i showed everything about how that was fake and i think what he did was put that together with what he had and was like oh yeah that doesn't add up and then he listened to me more and then he just figured out that none of it was true and i i like i said i wish that he had the emails, or a phone number, or, or a name. I'm like, please, I, I. He, they're saying I should know who it is. but If it's made up, I don't. Right. I would love to know.
1: Right, right. If you don't have names or anything, how are you? How can you even defend yourself?
3: <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so luckily he he listened, um, and then as far as it affected me, well, I can't even like get into all of it. But like, short story, I couldn't even be in my apartment. Like, I literally couldn't look out the walls, and I actually moved to another apartment in the same place and still just had to move away. I felt like I could not even walk outside or go anywhere or, like, hold my head up. I was so decided. I wanted to move away to Tennessee. I got this really good job interview. Everything went great, great, great into the end. And he's like, uh, yeah, we really liked you, but we can't be associated with your online reputation. And I was like, okay. So then I just, you know, back to... Go oh, my God.
2: I didn't even know what to do because
3: these trolls or whoever they were, were also messaging the businesses that I was working with, like the brands. And so they all pulled. I remember I remember one brand specifically. They, we signed a deal, i like post it. And then they messaged me and say, um, we need you to take down your ad because our, our website is broken. Everything is broken down. So take it down like they totally lied. And I found out. <laughs>
0: From I found out who it was that messaged them and told them I was a terrible person. They didn't want to work with me, but I'm like, that is so crazy to me. Is that really? I am so sorry. I I have, so what you're started. saying. Ah! So what you're saying is is so you lost brand deals and work because of all. Not of this. only
1: that, but like friendships, like. Yes but you lost yeah exactly a potential what? career opportunity like oh absolutely and you know it's fine because i know at the time everybody was saying oh she wants the same and money blah, blah blah and i'm like i don't think you understand
3: i'm okay with living like a regular life but i can't even look people in the eye because people are looking at me sideways thinking like she's so nasty and he, okay and i know everybody made fun of my club It was this club that I had here to try to bring women together, and we just would basically go out to small businesses and support each other. I I I thought thought it looked like fun.
1: I thought it it looked like fun.
3: Fun. It was so fun. Well, that got destroyed because the whole thing was that was my escort service, and those were my call girls. And yeah, actually, Jordan's mom made a very big campaign against me, telling everybody on Facebook that, that that they were, and those girls were getting messages. Steve even talked to some of them, and I'm like how can you do this? Like, fine, do it to me, but like involving all of these other people in the area. It's so it's like so
2: embarrassing.
1: Oh my God. Not only that, but like the text screenshots that did get released, like I was looking over them today and I was just yeah. like, dude, they, it was like sexually explicit stuff. I like, know. I know. And I just can't, Jess was saying, she was like, I can't imagine like if you didn't send it and all you have to say and defend yourself is just like, that's not real.
3: Yeah, I I know. And and not only that, but I think the situation was, Jordan would say, she denied it, she didn't deny it, I'm not sure. She said she was going to check her phone, it was really weird, and then basically told all these media outlets, but I truly believe she sent those. And then broke up with me on Instagram, I didn't even know. And like that didn't help the case at all and you know Steve told no. me that but I did I honestly felt like there was nothing I could do I thought I'll either like scream I didn't do it which doesn't help or I'll have to like kind of stay quiet and just literally prove it and you know like it took, took years and at that point it's not relevant right nobody so nobody, cares. No, Yeah, nobody cares and, and that's fine I guess as long as as long as Steve took it all down and maybe my daughter can't find it someday I don't know
1: yeah, because that's the that's the infuriating thing too and I was thinking about that today. I was like, damn, everyone cared so much. Like every single outlet was posting about it. And I do remember, it was everywhere. Like it was everywhere because your engagement had been so publicized and then yeah. bombshell that she is again this narrative of like this deceitful woman who is trying to trick poor Jordan and all of that yeah. And then, yeah, two years later, that's, you know, it's like Jordan who, you know, it's like then no well, media outlets are picking up. Well, of course, he's like,
3: right. that, that doesn't up. matter anymore. Because I didn't necessarily, I don't, I don't need an apology from him, but I would really love to know all the information that he was being sent, because I think that could help lead to, you know, who was like involved. Of course. But, but he was, he says he tried to help me, but it's really, really sad that he didn't.
2: It would have been great. We could have worked together and been like, oh, Steve, nice
3: try. But
2: that was it was the last thing I expected. And I think the biggest
3: reason is because I have spent my whole life saying no to guys who have offered whatever money, whatever it is to help me get ahead. Right. Because I'm a woman and apparently I need that.
2: You know, if I wanted a raise, if I wanted something to be like, "Mm, well, you know, there's this and I always said
3: no. So I just worked extra hard and was never ever going to like Mm -hmm. to rely on a man to, I just wanted to be independent. And I think for that to come out about me Mm -hmm. was just, that was the worst thing that could have happened. It was like, I I don't even know how to explain it, but I felt so gross that I took like 10 baths a day, like Mm -hmm. so gross. And I remember I was in a hotel just sitting in a bath, like in the dark, you know, just I didn't know how to deal with it. And the, um, the psychologist from the show calls me and tries to get me to admit that I did it like over and over. She was like, okay, Jenna, I know you're saying this, but you know how sometimes a kid like has their hand in the cookie jar, but they say, you know, I didn't really do it, but you know, they kind of did. I mean, and I was just like, absolutely. Nobody is on my side. Everybody, Oh, everybody said, you know, we don't believe you. And even if we did, there's just no point. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And I think, What were other contestants do? Because I have a very good support system as far as like my family and people, friends. What do other
0: people do in that situation? Yeah, I got chills. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that could, I don't want to sound dramatic and like, but that's something that could like lead someone to harm themselves.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And I know that that happens in this franchise sometimes. And there was probably the... Probably the darkest time, was nobody, I've not told anybody this. Um, I had these, like, pills, like, beside my bed, because I had a surgery a while back. And I remember, and I am not this type of person, but, like, I do not ever have, like, any type of negative thoughts. Like, I just always figure, I'll work it out, because I have a great, like, support system. So, I can't imagine being in a dark place, like, all the time but for a second i just looked in and thought mm, i wonder what would happen if i took all those nobody would have anybody to like mm. message you should die the next day because it's already done oh
1: my god yeah it sounds mm. like
3: and it's like nothing nothing can ever take it away now I think about my sisters like walking through high school and then people saying like, hey, how's your poor sister? It just like impacted my entire family for years. And I hate it. I feel like I could have just dealt with it myself, but I think it was then having to watch me like just go down, like so low. This
0: is why I don't talk about this.: <laughs> No, I can't yeah, I'm the worst things happen to people. I know that. No.
1: It's just-
0: but, but Jenna, we, we like the fact that you're willing to come <sighs> and talk about it, I know for myself as someone who hasn't participated in the show personally and was just been a viewer, that you being willing to talk about this is such a fucking reality check of the damage that can happen. And when I myself personally, and I talked about this earlier in the episode, when I myself personally looked like, we're talking about Steve, right? When I myself personally would read and I would just see him say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know this. I would just carelessly go, that's true. And without any seeing any receipts, I would just completely believe it. And I would have that narrative of that person and someone like you being willing to like be so vulnerable and share this is is like a beyond invaluable reminder for me that like the, the, the reality of what that is.
1: And it goes beyond the screen, you know, right? Like when we're watching reality TV, like you said, you're like, people don't know me. Like people don't know yeah. who I am and like it was like life. this
3: fun it's, it was fun entertainment like fall in love and but then it, what it turned into was like
2: people just getting on
3: their computers like Boulder is announced the contestants and then it was like just bash each one of them first physically and then once you learn something about them bash that too and no matter if you're never been on TV if you're on TV all the time I still feel like everybody's like a real person and nobody likes to hear you're fat you're ugly you're a slut so Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. I wish I could. That's really the only reason I decide to sometimes talk about it is if it helps anyone, because I wish I could just stop it all around. Because unless somebody else is like so perfect, who are they to say anything bad about anybody? Because honestly, every human kind of sucks. We just do. And so I think it's like way more important to focus on what's good about them and, and forgive them or support them in like the areas that they can work on
1: yeah 100 percent. and it's like accountability for someone is also so different like even if it is such a good reminder even if you had you know been cheating on your fiance yeah, even if that were true like the truth coming out about it is one thing but then for people like me for people like anyone else to chime in about like what a shitty person this is and like ha 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 And to like mock them in that moment is just shitty. And like (laughs) I mean it doesn't
3: make the situation better. That's just
1: but like you even saying that about your family. Like I can't imagine like the pain that my mom and dad would feel Mm -hmm. watching me go through something like that.
3: I think about it, I think about it like how I would feel if somebody did that to Presley. Like I would be crazy.
1: Hmm. and to know who they are as a person and to know like you know like you are a you are a person that is i don't know i think back on like it's really embarrassing to think of like how skewed i was by like the things that reality steve says because really like every interaction that i ever had with you on the show or saw you off of the show was like you're just like a Kind, fun-loving person who just wants to like hang out with people and just like have fun. Like I, were, not... I think,
3: I think you were like one of the, you were one of the first people I talked to in the house because I had like a few people I talked yeah. to before, and I was like I somebody that. like I'm like comfortable with that. I don't feel like she's gonna like judge me or think anything. And I just yeah, I just remember thinking like you were funny, and I was like she's so different. Like, <laughs> a lot of you know, boring people. <laughs> you know what's
1: actually fucking crazy, Jenna, is I just remembered one of the first things on that first night when we met. And you were like, I just, I like have chills thinking about this. You were like, I just hope like they don't give me the villain edit. And we were laughing about that. Of like, right.
3: yeah. You we were I mean, laughing about that. Dumb, just being
1: like, somewhere I was top four, I think,
3: top four villain. I'm like, well, if I did something in my life, I guess I got that.
1: So No, I don't think like, I'll I'll, I I either laugh or cry. I mean I
2: guess she's
0: from. I mean sorry, go ahead.
1: go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm just glad that all this is at least behind you now and like that you I mean you survived it. Like yeah. I that you you survived something that I don't know how many people could come back from that seriously yeah and like i mean i know it's just social media but even like even over the next two years before you were even like proven to be right and all that you just like kept trucking on and like
3: (laughs) yeah i felt like i had to i was like i mean i i didn't want to just be have my life completely dull and like because i feel like part of my purpose is to like just like help motivate people and be like positive, like a lighthearted place yeah. to like just be like uplifted for the day. I don't I don't feel like oh I have all these serious fitness routines or the best recipes ever or the cutest outfits, but it's like, hey, here's what I'm doing. It's kind of average, but here you go. I'm sharing. <laughs> um yeah, so and and really so I started my social media a long time ago, like way of, like When it was like first starting, the fitness community was huge. And that's where I found, I was like, this is where I'm going to be able to like connect with people because I don't do it super well always in person and help motivate them to be healthy and try to keep myself motivated. And so when I went on the bash the first time, they were like, what do you do? And at the time it was like, I don't know, influencer wasn't like a huge thing. I did that, but also I helped small businesses grow theirs because I just want local businesses to like thrive. And I didn't know how to explain it. And he gave me this weird edit and I got made fun of so bad for it. But I mean, social media really is like, I feel like it's, it's just where I can use my like talents and gifts to like help people be happier in like a really kind of dark, not happy place most Mm -hmm. of the time. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's why I was like, I'm going to keep doing it. And even if there's only five people, who, who like what I show, I'm going to do it. Mm. And I will say, where I'm at now, like with Carl and Presley and Pearl and whole fam, I would do it again. Every, every single thing that happened, I would rather not. But to be where <laughs> I am now, mm. I would. Because I'm so, it's not just me saying, I'm happy, I'm so content, I'm thriving. Mm. I, I really am. I'm so so full of love
0: and glad happy where I am. It was just rough getting there.
1: Yeah, and I think you deserve it. like Yeah,
0: you are one bright, here. shiny light. My goodness. Just, yeah. I mean, with everything that happened and just the fact, even like just you're smiling right now and just full of joy. It's just <laughs> extremely, yeah.
3: It actually feels better to like get that out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels good.
0: Good. Stay all that. I have I do have one question for you, because as we were processing, just because a lot of this conversation, like Becca was saying, is just us wanting to really to not be petty, but just to like speak light into the reality of the reality, Stevie situation when it comes to, you know, just us realizing that there are biases involved, that when certain sometimes things are said like, you know, I know for a fact that he is a one-man island, and and all of these are just going through him. Right. And there's not editors and fact checkers and all this to prove what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you you did mention that you like like again you lost job opportunities and brand deals, <laughs> and we had talked about before that Reality Steve you know makes his money by getting clicks to his website, so he made a lot of money off of your story. And I just was curious, was there any compensation offered to you
3: from him? Oh, no. Um, I don't even think... I don't know if he thought about it. Um, yeah, no. But, you know, it, it, it's it so interesting because I had this situation happen when I first moved here. i um, will not going to say anything. I'll just tell you what happened. Um, the, the owner of the company was cheating on his wife. Uh, she thought it was me. I said it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. I found out it was somebody I was very good friends with. that let me <sighs> take a blame and I got fired. Oh, God. People
1: were paid off. I got like nothing. I literally just got fired. And I remember thinking like,
2: how did I let myself
3: just get so stomped on and like blamed. And I just, I, I can't, I couldn't say no. I was just so naive and now I feel like I'm getting a little bit stronger, but Stuff like that, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't cross my mind. I think I just think I just want to make it through. I just want to be okay. I don't think about money or how to make a situation better.
0: That's what's so
1: sad about all this is like, it just seems like you're the complete opposite of Mm -hmm. how you were portrayed for literally millions of people. Yes. Yeah. And I just like see you as this person, just like talking to you right now, as this person that like, yeah just wants like make people smile mm-hmm. and just wants to have like just wants to enjoy life with the people that you love in the most genuine way
3: yeah i, I do not have these like ulterior motives that they that they said i had and i was like what well, take everything just leave me alone mm-hmm. but-
1: well, I hope people are leaving you alone now, and that you really are just like soaking it all in and enjoying all of this new love it's, you have with your family,
3: yeah, it it really is great. It really is. I've actually had a lot of conversations lately with some people who made it a point to attack me most days. Mm. And I've talked to them, and you know, they've apologized, and I forgive them. I'm like, it's fine. Mm. I mean, I guess if it got them through whatever they were feeling, cause you know, typically why people do that is mm-hmm.
2: they don't feel good about themselves or, you know, they want the attention or, or for yep.
3: some reason I'm like, I guess it's, that's another reason I was used then. Okay. But you know, what you said about, about the bias, I find that really, I thought about that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think something that had always bothered me is the fact that Steve had posted his opinions about Jordan, which I can attest that they were pretty valid Um, and that's fine because even if I really cared about him, he he
2: can be like an arrogant, not nice person.
3: I decided to go past that because everybody has kind of their front that they put on and I could see him for more than that. Um, But he had posted, you know, Jordan had a a girlfriend um, and named her and everything. And she actually brought it up during The Bachelor. Well, then he took it all down and just scratched that story because she didn't, you know, want it up there. I was like, that is so weird. And and the same person who's dating during paradise. And he told me, he told me after we were engaged, he was dating that same person. And I'm like, and then, because I'm a little bit concerned for them. Hopefully they know somebody was telling me about how he was dating even during his next round of paradise. Um, I can't, I don't know. But um, this person that was sending
2: videos—I don't know how she got it of them two together. So that's all weird. But somehow that is not the story. Somehow the story
3: is just me and it's poor Jordan and I'm awful. Right. I just that kind of bothered me. But
1: you're like, there's literal proof. Like, not that I need (laughs) this. uh... Not
3: that I need all this to come
1: out. But like, why are we getting so hung up on something that is like pretty? Like you said, a lot of holes in the narrative. Yes. Yeah. Right.
3: I I don't know. but it does, it does kind of bother me because I remember thinking, what did I do to you? Do I look like somebody you hate? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But, but I really have, I, I have forgiven him and I, I do appreciate him saying he was wrong and taking it down because yeah. that would not be easy because he could have very well stuck with exactly what he said. Yeah, so.
1: yeah definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that that was really good to take that accountability. It's really unfortunate that all of that got, that all that happened, like we were saying years later, but i'm so glad that you got i'm still glad that you got the validation and hopefully Mm -hmm. you did get a lot of validation of you know people apologizing and being like Mm -hmm. wow we can see you now for like who you really are and Mm -hmm. i hope that people continue to see that Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: well you are just you are just an absolutely lovely person and (laughs) such a sweet mama i love seeing you on instagram and i know that you are going to get majorly loved up by our listeners after this episode. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. Like,
3: Thank you. I appreciate really, really you good. having me and listening to me and like going through all this. Like,
0: I think it's pretty brave
1: to just share yeah. too about like the experiences that you had and how you felt. I think that takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to share about that kind of yeah. stuff.
3: Hopefully it, it helps.
2: Maybe like next time somebody thinks like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to tell
3: somebody they are ugly and gross, and I can't stand them. I mean, really, you might not be surprised. You might know. A lot of people do bring up, oh, I want to chop her up, or why don't you go die?" Like That is a, why would you ever say that to somebody? I have no idea. But how many people think twice before they bully anybody? Mm -hmm. Or before they publicly put out information, or even... Not even publicly, even just whisper to a friend something that yeah. you heard. Because if you don't actually know, mm-hmm. also, even if you do know, what is the point of talking bad about somebody?
2: Unless there's like a reason, some type of conclusion you've come to, like, oh, this person's dangerous.
3: I,
1: don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate that you continue to spread just spread your light to the people that you interact with on and offline. And again, we just like really appreciate you being so brave and coming yes. on. and And yeah you did it <laughs>
3: we okay. can turn it
1: we can turn it off now and just say, okay yeah. oh, <laughs> Ooh. okay so that was a lot um honestly i thought that that conversation was just like really important just
0: it was in general i'm so grateful like honestly like that's so brave of both of them to like come on here and be honest and vulnerable about this stuff. It's like the same thing, like I was saying, with Demi coming forward. Like, it it takes so much courage. And so I just want to thank them both, again, so much and for And there's got to be so much
1: anxiety going on oh it. I, I,
0: I cannot imagine, especially after years of, like, this, all these damaging things that happened. Um, And it's, no, it's just, like you said, it's just such a good reminder, I know, for myself as well, to just be, like, this is not confirmed. I have not seen these things with my own eyes. And yet I am jumping, I am making these conclusions, I'm having these conclusions and deciding these things on people about people based on one person who doesn't even have like a staff behind him and all I hear is him say, "Trust me, I have the receipts." And then again attaching the biases and then seeing some of these things with Jenna, you know, you and I have talked about before. It's like Okay, everyone has the freedom of speech, right? Like you go on a you go on a reality TV show, and you know that what's going to come with that is criticism. Yeah, um, being and, in the public eye in general, right? Right. It's like, and, and and I'm this. I am not talking about all the misogynistic no, horrific no, things no, no, no. that Reality Steve said in the past. That needs to be held accountable for times ten. But, um, you know, just people like comment like the commentary on things. It's like, yeah. yeah, people are. kind it's like, yeah, if, if Reality Steve's going on and saying like. Like, uh, you know, um, Jenna even mentioned about Jordan where he, where he was saying like, yeah, he's arrogant. He did it. It's like, yeah. OK, that's the perception that he's getting from watching the show. But it's very different than going on and saying, I have hard facts. This is 100 percent true. Trust me, I've seen it. The level yeah. of confirmation yeah. that you need to be able to say that about something about someone has to be through the roof. Definitely. And that's not what's happening right now.
1: Definitely. Definitely. 100%. I don't know. I think all of this really like kind of spoke for itself and there's a lot of food for thought. And yeah. I really hope that I really hope that there's nothing else to talk about or cover about in terms of reality, Steve. Like, I really hope that this is the kind of final chapter. And us just kind of discussing some of yeah. the ethics and morality surrounding his reporting. Yeah. Um. I hope so my my wish is is that this will just kind of be closing of this discussion and I hope that we can keep all of this in mind as we consume information about people and about their personal lives wherever the source is coming from
0: it was a huge reminder for me and I'm grateful for it and you know this is my, this is my shout out to the apology, like my apologies that me, need to be made to those people that I just made assumptions about mm-hmm. off of, off of that. And, um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's something necessary and important moving forward to, uh, to be thinking about. And then also coming off of Jade's conversation, the power of dangerous words.
1: The harmful words. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, with that, Brods, thank you so much for tuning into to this episode. I know that was probably a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I know I'm so... Uh, apologies if, if our narration was all over the place. If, again, you're listening to this and you're like, I'm still not sure what you're talking about, we will link the episode um, below uh, the original conversation that we had about this last week, and we'll link that below Um but we appreciate you uh, sticking in here with us as we will process this and have uh, these amazing women on and please send them lots of broad squad love. and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that chat soon, chat soon, broads.